This is it. We have the microphones working, hopefully. Uh, this is episode 329, 329 of No Laugh Track Podcast. It is a Thursday. It is uh, 2019, and I am Justin Severson here with my two guests that I saw on this stage last night on a Wednesday night. We're here on a Thursday. Tim Harmston is here along with Amber Preston. Hello. Hello. Hey, the mic's working. I think I, think, we got I, think it. I saw things light up then. I, th- I think it's, we got it's it. happening. It's happening. It's happening. Welcome, everyone. Here we are. Thank you. Thanks for uh, showing us the Baron Gare boogie Baring as we came in Baring from Gare the beginning of the boogie. I don't know yeah. if they'll get that on the t- I'm, final uh, I'm, edit. I'm not sure, but now now it's, something's coming back to me. Did I once? I brought you like a little like a Milwaukee Brewers cup or something, right? Did I bring uh, you some, or some yeah, cards? Yeah, a cup. Or so you guys and are Jim trading. Gantner baseball card. That's what it was. Yeah, it, it was an '82 tops Jim Gantner and a maybe '84. For Fleer, Jim Gantner. I just, uh, I don't. They're at home, and I, they, I have them on my memorabilia shelf. Uh, and so I thought that I would bring in a couple twins cards out of my collection for Justin. Yep. So right before we started recording here, uh, Tim tosses me over a little gift here. It's a, uh, it's some baseball cards. On one side, we've got legendary twin Kirby Puckett, along with Eric Davis. And then uh, on the other side is Juan Berenguer. Yeah. And that immediately brought back a memory of me. <laughs> and I asked you two do you, if I told you the story about me being in the Berenguer boogie. Yeah. Did either of you know no. about the Berenguer boogie? Did you know about the Berenguer boogie, no, boogie when he know. gave him the card? It, it sounds like something that they would have pitched to Prince at the time. And he was like, hard pass. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I honestly, I think they used Paisley Park to record. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure they did. Yeah. I'm almost positive they did. Yeah. So that, good, good catch there. Or Prince, Prince just like, popped his, he popped his head in and was like, no, y'all, you need to do this. And he just like made a few slight adjustments, and they were like, no, it's amazing. It's another one hit. Yeah. And then he just, he was poof, gone. Yeah, right. Dearly beloved. Yeah. So what were you, were you a background dancer? Or? No, no, not, no. I, the way I described it, sound, or the way I set it up, sounds way cooler. Uh, for people who don't know, though, the Baron Gear Boogie is, was in 1987. 87, I just looked it, it up. It was when the Twins uh, were had that uh, incredible playoff run, World Series. Series. It was their complete ripoff of the Chicago Bears Super Bowl <laughs> shuffle, which had been done a year or two before, right? right? 85 or 86 was yeah. Super Bowl shuffle. 85. Bears. So Berenguer, Juan Berenguer was a relief pitcher for the Twins. His nickname was uh, Senior Smoke. Yep. Senior Smoke. He would, uh, anyway, so they put together this, when, when Juan Berenguer would, do a, would get a strikeout, he would do this uh, celebration with his arms where he'd kind of like pump his arms. Yeah. Super So original. we've probably seen it. <laughs> we've probably seen it. Seen it. They <laughs> they got a group together and made a vid- made, made a music video. There's a few twins in the like Tony Oliva and yes. Al Newman and and Juan Berenguer are all in the music video, and it's awful. It's what you can imagine. It is awful. Anyway, they've sold it for on home video. Uh-huh. When you get the home video, it's this extended thing that shows uh, shots, crowd shots from the Metrodome when the twins uh, beat. The Tigers. Detroit Tigers to come back to the to come back to yep. go to the World Series. They had a welcome back at the Metrodome, yep. like at nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night on yep. a Tuesday or something like that. I went with my neighbors. We showed up so early. I'm in the second row wow. of the first <laughs> level of the Metrodome, and they have a crowd, a really extended crowd shot in the Bear and Gear Boogie. And when I bought a copy of it off eBay like ten years ago, I found myself and clear as day in, in more ways than one. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if we were recording when you saw. 
I you were like the joy in your voice and in your eyes emanating uh, from this story is oh what a delight. I can tell you that that World Series run in '87 and '91 were some of the best memories. Like what of, grade do you remember? How old were you? Do you remember? I was in seventh grade and tenth I I was grade. In sixth grade when the '91. No, I was at the exact perfect age. Yeah. So yeah, when this Baron Gear boogie and I got to go and be in the first row of that welcome oh. back. Yeah, it was a great. There's Homer nothing Hankies. else that ma- oh. nothing I else have, mattered uh, to me at that. I have point. to add my my please my um, memories of that. Um, so that was back when they had just the ALCS and the NLCS, yep. right? So you didn't have the wild card round and all that. And so I had become infatuated with the '87 Twins. Living in Menominee, I gave up my Brewers fanship and I just jumped on the Twins wagon. We know that wasn't hard. It was like it was euphoria though. Like everyone was involved. I said, "Mom, I want to get tickets for the playoff game." So this is back when you would call Dayton's. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so you call. I called Dayton's and I waited online for. It felt like three hours. The like the line. And you're was like just, attached to the wall. You don't have. Attached, it's a cord yeah. that's I, keeping you. I yeah. couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. And so I was finally got through and I bought tickets for for game was it would have been game six when they were to if they were to come back to the metrodome and play yeah. in game six or and so i had tickets for game six and they came in the mail and then the, the twins closed it out in four games i believe right yeah and something like that, so four, they five. never did come home Aww. so i didn't ever get i didn't get to go to the playoffs that year uh but the night you were there for the berenger boogie tape <laughs> they had. Uh, do you have your own trailer for that too? Like, do they have a wardrobe? Was, are you getting royalties? <laughs> it was a closed set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that would have been three hours in makeup, three yeah. posts. Yep. And I think I remember saying, like, Mom, I want to go to that when they welcome the twins back for the. And they're having the rally and mm-hmm. the speakers and every, you know, like Harb and Killebrew doing a pep rally. But I, it was a Tuesday night. It was a school night, and we couldn't drive over from Menominee. But that that was cool. I'm, I'm glad you have that Do you memory. still have the tickets that came in the mail? I was your memorabilia ask, I'll send them back to get your refund. Oh. No. Yeah. That is a crock of crap. They don't do that anymore. Now they just send the tickets out, you know. In I mean, who so gets just, a paper ticket for anything? Back then, you got a paper. Yeah, you got like a oh, paper ticket. Oh, they were like, and sometimes they were like pieces of art. Like they yeah. had artwork yeah. on them, especially like as you got into the playoffs. Yeah. Some well, even the tickets that, remember in First Avenue would just leave ticket, stacks of tickets all over the city for like random off nights. Even those were beautiful. Yes. They were like sparkly, wow. like I on campus. remember that. This was like, when I was in college here at the U of M, they would just leave stacks. Mm-hmm. They would look like, they were really just like promotional, yeah. like, but they Flyers. were tickets. So you're like, oh, free tickets to a show, and it'd be Wednesday night, and like, really? Bobby's Bloody Babies playing in the Seventh Street well, they entry. Weren't, they <laughs> and weren't always like, crap shows. No, no, sometimes they were good ones, but it was just wow. like promotional, and they would just they'd be everywhere. Yeah, just you'd, you'd walk out of First yeah. Avenue, and you'd be handed a stack of free yeah. tickets. Really? Yep. They yep. even had them. Not just that, they even had them at like the Electric Feet. Oh yeah, the every like, like or just the, like I feel like they even had them here. They would just be like probably. sitting at coffee shops and bars, concert and, tickets, yeah. all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Because it's so uh-huh. some college band that may not have a huge draw, but this or is before the, the internet, door. so it's yeah. like that might be the only way you knew that that band was in town. Mm-hmm. Or the first, co- I think, no, well, maybe not the first. Second concert I ever went to, went to First Avenue here in Minneapolis. Your was, second concert in life ever was no, no, at First Avenue. I mean, oh. first one was one I paid for, I think, but the second one was a free one. Yeah. It was like just to take advantage. Of, like oh, I got free tickets. It was shit rock bands. I'll never forget it though. Clutch and Tad. Oh sure. <laughs> There's somebody listening. 
Rock and, right and roll, like, Tad. Tad fucking rages, man. They are hardcore. We want just because they were Clutch and Tad sounds like a cartoon, like Ren and Stimpy. Oh man, or those there's like some preschool children named little girls named Clutch and Tad somewhere right now. The girl is Tad. Yeah, begging for oat milk instead. Come into the Silver Lake coffee shop. Clutch, put that down. Clutch, you Tad. Tad, check in with your body. How are you feeling? Clutch. Oh my Clutch. God. I was at the uh, Clutch. I love it so much. There's a <laughs> there's a Starbucks near our house in the in our apartment. Oh, in, by the Gelsons. Yeah, That's right. okay. in Los Angeles, in the, the it's a very you know hip neighborhood, I guess. And the the there's a high school across the street, and so I went down there to write at three o'clock, and I, it was really dumb because school had just gotten out, and so like literally I don't know fifty high school age kids they all go to starbucks and get fancy drinks yeah. after Ugh. school and so and i sat the only place left to sit was near the barista you know where they hand the drinks <laughs> yeah. out so it was like clutch tad connor dakota <laughs> ren sparrow yeah. you know and it was just like this names and i was like writing writing each name down as they said it because it i just, just met so... a little two little girls it was sparrow and echo <laughs> And God, well, they had a little brother too, but I didn't catch the little brother's name because I was just kept hearing Echo, and I was like, "What is happening?" But was oh. it uh, uh, Mar? Oh, uh, it's probably Finn. Every little boy, Finn, I feel like yeah. Finn and Oliver. Finn yeah. and, uh, and a lot of there's a lot, a lot of Finn. Finn's. Finn and Oliver and De- uh, um, what's the other one that everyone has now? Um, um, Rocket. Rocket. <laughs> Rocket. Weasel. It's like MTV in the fifties. Oh, that's. A- I just want to have a baby Weasel. to name something. I don't want a kid. I just want to moon. name. Moon Did you unit. have, um, uh, what were the Cabbage Patch Kids? Did you name them? Uh, let me tell you. You don't, you don't fucking name. A ca- Get out of here with this BS. You don't name a Cabbage Patch Kid. They come, they come with birth certificates. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. In was it eighty eight that, that like the peak where people were like throwing fisticuffs before people were throwing fisticuffs at Walmart you know to get yeah. toys at Christmas when the height of the Cabbage Patch craziness I was in uh, either kindergarten or first grade because it was either first grade or second grade that I learned Santa if children are listening stop listening <laughs> that Santa was may or maybe not real mm-hmm. um, because I'd asked for a computer because I wanted to play Oregon Trail at home and my mom was like why do you think you're going to get a computer and I was like duh Santa Claus and she was like ooh bad news because the year before. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, Cabbage Patch Kids were, it was crazy, and I knew they were super expensive. So I was like, "Well, that's strike one. We're not. I'm not getting one." Uh, and strike two, everybody wants one. I know there's, they're not just floating around the stores, and Santa's gonna have trouble getting one that year. What do you think I got for Christmas, motherfucking Cabbage Patch doll kid? It was a preemie, oh. uh, which were smaller ones, which yeah. were more special. And she was a black uh, Cabbage Patch doll, which I thought was very special uh, because you didn't see a lot of black babies in my. <laughs> childhood growing up in Fargo. Sure. And my, Real or dolls. Yeah. yeah. I, and then we, my aunt and uncle had just adopted a little baby girl and Chelsea who was black and I was like, oh my gosh, it, this is like, yes. That's Even crazy. at a young age, I was very woke. I was like, yes, this is, we're bringing diversity oh, into the family. I just thought she was so special. <laughs> and her name was Amber. What? Was, 
it was a amber Rory because they come with a little um, birth certificate because that's something special about. And then this is the creepy part: the guy that created Cabbage Patch dolls, Xavier Roberts, I think Xavier is his name, and I know that because his autograph is on the butt was on the butt of all the dolls, and um, so and he signs the birth certificate. And then there was a you could go to the Cabbage Patch in like Florida by Disneyland and see them being born out of the cabbage. But I was like, this is a Christmas miracle. My aunt Christy like got a couple Cabbage Patch Kid dolls for all the nieces and her kids, and I got one. And you don't know the name until you open it. So I was like, oh, shit, Santa is legit uh, next year. Uh, this shit is real. Uh, next year, I'm asking for a computer. I'm going to get my number munchers on at home. You guys, Santa, word, you guys, Santa is real. Don't believe it. He is real. This is my preemie Cabbage Patch Kid. I just shouted into the mic. I'm so sorry. Wow. So, um, yeah, I had a Cabbage Patch Kid doll. But then I had a couple of fake ones because you could, like, buy fake Cabbage Patch doll heads. And then if you had an auntie that sewed, they would make the body for you. But they had, like, weird noses. and. I wonder if at any point there ended up being more fake ones out there I'm than sure. real ones because there were several of those fake ones in my house. Yeah. Yeah, my mom was making them for my sister, my cousin. Yeah. Well, and then they had the knockoff one, like the lettuce heads. <laughs> and, the- <laughs> and then and then you the the garbage patch or the the, the, the cabbage patch kids, like a couple years later, those garbage pail kids, yeah. that was the funniest yeah. thing mm-hmm. ever. So funny. Still funny. You know they still oh. make garbage oh, pail kids. There's a new uh, like series of them. They've wow. been re- redone. Now are they like me too, Mary? Are they like just gross, like <laughs> disgusting? They're, they're not as uh, uh, they were terrifying. Filthy as yeah. they used yeah. to be, as oh. they were in the early 90s. Yeah. They're not like that anymore. Oh. They're a little more tame. Yeah. Yeah. A little more tame. Which okay. We probably sh- shouldn't be surprised at. Right. Really. Yeah. Oh. Because I still have some of my old ones. And yeah. my kids, I bought some of my, I bought my kids some few packs of the new ones. And then we compared them to the old ones. Yeah. You, it's oh, night and Like, was there one that was like, boil Bobby? And he was just like covered in like boils. Do you remember Losing? the amber one? No. What was the amber? I don't, I don't oh, know. No, I don't but know I just remember the, it was Dustin Justin. I remember oh. that one. There was probably a terrible Tim. Tim or, I think there was, was like, like a tumor Tim. I think t- it was it probably like, was. They were so gross. <laughs> <It's> tumor, <laughs> tumor Tim. Yeah. Ugh. How did we get on a cabbage pit? I think oh, just the eighties. Yeah. Uh, How many did you have? You never, you never, I never had any. It was, it was uh, the, the the one because it was a little bit. Uh, I didn't have dolls. Uh, I had Atari mm-hmm. and BMX bikes, so that was all that I was into. But you, I was into baseball cards, and you you were talking about that. Did you ever go to the Thunderbird Hotel? Yes. I was just telling and my husband Peter about the Thunderbird and you how you whenever it comes up you tell stories about it. Sorry. Yeah. I was it's just like that baseball card shows. They had the, the baseball card shows yes. there. And then uh, people the, who don't know it was it was uh, well it's there's still a hotel it's there. A Radis- is it still it's, a Radisson? Yeah, by the Mall of America. Oh. I think they tore it down. Yeah. Yeah. I mm. think that was pretty cool. I wish I could have seen it in its oh. its peak, its prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It's like there's so much nostalgia in the Twin Cities that that is no longer with us, you know? And I know that's a part of being a, an adult and seeing things that you liked disappearing. But, it, but you know, we're, Amber and I were just talking about how this city, it changes so much. Well, and then for you guys who aren't spending as much time in the city as I do, Living here, yeah. I mean, you must notice it even more when you come back. Yeah. Just occasionally, well, I like once a year, I just twice was, a year. And, yeah, wow. driving down Washington, and I was like, "Wait, yeah, I knew they." 
tore Grumpy's down, but like there's already a new like the condo's oh. up and built, and like there's a Trader Joe's. I was like, wait, oh, what the, is happening? Grumpy's coming down. They that came down really fast. Yeah. Even I'm shocked by like that. What people were just doing the last yeah. call like uh, stand up there, yeah, like, months yeah. ago, and now the building's yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it is. It's just it is. It's kind of unsettling, and I'm always curious about how how. Um, you know, like the the th- nothing can live forever, you know. But and that's why I think it's cool that we're at Acme, which, you know, we were you were here for the twentieth anniversary mm-hmm. and then the twenty fifth anniversary, and now we must be getting closer to what thirty years. And that's just so long for a business this quarter century to be around in this changing atmosphere that we're at. So I guess it's sort of another layer of excitement to to perform down here. But I always I always just my mind is blown because I, I moved to Minneapolis in 19, well, no, 2001 and hardly anything that I remember back then is still around. Yeah. I want to think about this club uh, being uh, this used to be like the edge of town. <laughs> like this, where we are here at Acme. Like, well, I remember when Club Jaeger first opened and it was like, ugh, oh that's probably really dangerous. <laughs> I don't know if we want to go. Yeah, stand up. Oh my God. Uh, and what's the um, BJ's uh, across? Soon, yeah. 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 Man, you just think like, this was like, no, yeah. this was the edge of the universe. And I like that this was happening even back then. Yeah, just a few blocks from here was three for ones. It yeah. started <laughs> for real. Yeah. That started like at six or seven in the morning. Or yeah. something like that. We, when I was doing radio, we used to send my Gelfand, a street. We used to send our street guy over there to the th- to talk to guys that were the regulars yeah. drinking three for ones. Well, and there was, was what the bar name was of it? A bar? No, no oh, they just had. It might have been or at um, Tony, what's the one that's other? Tony farther? Yarrow's. Tony Yarrow's. Um, and then there was another bar, one of these, because I used to bartend in Northeast, uh, so I've seen some things. And uh, <laughs> some of the, one of the bars had, like, and the price is right if they, you know, they, you'd get oh, God, t- no. drink specials on the dollar <laughs> spins. and because, um, because Bob Barker was on at the bar, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. And then I used to work Sunday. <laughs> I worked at a bar in Northeast, uh, and I opened the bar Sunday mornings after closing Saturday nights. That seems like a good plan. And... Uh, Oh, yeah, there'd be people waiting for me to, like, help me open the bar, make the popcorn, wow. and just the third shifters and the people that just... You know what? And you know? I was I was talking to a, a, a restaurant bar owner up in the uh, Twin Ports, Duluth, Superior area, and he was saying how the breweries that are just, just thriving up there are really crushing the mom-and-pot tavern old-school bars, you know, because young oh, people... sure. That are, you turn 21, you realize, hey, this is you go to the brewery or that's just the reflex that you have because all your friends are in the brewery and so like the the idea of going to a tavern and watching the prices right and getting a dollar off your bloody (laughs) mary that sounds like a dream to me right now like go somewhere like there's a chance a soap opera's on and i can have a bloody mary (laughs) and some onion rings oh you know you're in trouble when you have your bloody mary with good morning america (laughs) uh, my life that sounds awesome yeah but maybe it's also a manufacturing thing where the late shift people would get off work at 6 a.m., that did the night shift and then they would go have Oh, absolutely. Have yeah, it was a lot of those people. Or like hospital yeah. or like I remember police officers like yeah. Yeah, that kind of anyone that worked that third shift. But, yeah. What's the uh, what's the name of the the bar like that in Menominee? Uh, oh, God. There's still a few bars. There's like the Log Jam and the, <laughs> the Buck and the... Um, yeah, but you know, I don't know if there is a bar in Menominee that is like one of those uh, old-fashioned 
corner tap like they've all been like modernized to accommodate college mm. people that want you know like the college crowd is what people cater to in college towns you yeah. know whatever they want that's where the money is or whatever but I don't know there's a blue collar lunch pail type of bar left you just don't see them that much. I should say that I don't know if I've said this already but I was at the show last night and you I want to point out had some very funny jokes about all of the neighborhood or all of the oh. bars popping up the, yeah. the breweries yeah better mm-hmm. Very funny. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've been just, and I don't mean to make fun of the brewers because let's be honest, the beer is freaking amazing. Remember when <laughs> yeah. you would go to like, let's not discourage. Yeah, and they're gorgeous. I mean, you go to these places sometimes, and there's like, you know, there's outdoor games indoors, and it's like, right. Yeah. It's fun. Cornhole and, inside. Yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> indoor cornhole. Yeah. Um, oh, gal. Yeah, but yeah, there are, and you know, then there's there's the, the, to be honest, for comedians, it's like, uh, you know, like some of these wineries that are popping up out in the middle of rural Minnesota. It's like they need shit to do in the winter so yeah. they have comedy shows. Or some brewery out in the middle of nowhere, they want to get people in on a Saturday. Let's yeah. hire a comedian, you know. And so it's really it, the the two the comedy boom and the beer slash wine boom has grown at the same time and it's been a real, you know, a good sort of godsend for comics that want to make a few extra bucks on the weekends but but um i don't know i guess i'm just super old school in so many ways now you know this is tying into something i've been thinking about um i'm gonna switch up here just a little bit something my wife and i are on a stretch where we're watching the news every night and if we're not watching it i'm watching it like on dvr yeah and recent- do you hate yourself? <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Okay, this is what I'm yeah. getting to. It makes me some nights. It makes me feel like when they're in the sixth minute of the weather, and I'm so like my eyes are just glazing over, but I'm waiting for the sports. Uh, I'm like, how fucking old am I? And I'm sitting here. What am I? My dad or my grandfather sitting here? Like I gotta watch the nightly. You're news. not reading tweets. You're like watching the six p.m. Uh, yeah, yeah, like all the yeah, exactly the news that I saw on Twitter ten hours ago. Yeah. Like now I'm. Getting the, uh, the the milk toast version of it later, but anyway, is there something you guys do that is that old fashioned that you just stick with? Yeah, we were reading the Sunday paper on um, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get the we get the paper every day. The um, L.A. Times. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know that I read it every day. I'll bring it in or I'll kind of glance through it. I just feel like I want to be like supporting something that like <laughs> I'm like if I'm gonna spend fifteen dollars a month on something, I'm like this seems like an okay. I don't. And then it's like you get some local regional tidbits here and there. Uh, and I try to like actually read the physical paper because I'm looking. If I'm looking at it on my phone, yeah. I'm looking at something else then i'll start with reading an article and then i don't finish it because there's another headline i can click on sure i used to argue this is you know this is not too recent but i remember so you know i would defend getting a newspaper in my house like oh i still get the newspaper like well from first of all i like holding it like i can hold it when i'm on the toilet i'm not gonna bring my lap or my laptop in there (laughs) well are you you? well now things now it's like well now my phone has the internet so now yeah now i don't need the newspaper anymore yeah i used to bring my desktop computer into the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) set it up well those maps you know they're they're nice handle you could carry them right into the (laughs) toilet 
That's what it was made for. The crappintosh. Yeah. No, I definitely used to say that a lot. Yeah. It would come up when I had the, you know, I worked on the radio show, and it would come up, and I'd be like, well, I still get the newspaper. I like it. I like it. I'd say one thing that I do, and that my wife and I did uh, a couple days ago, is I don't want to see mom and pa shoe stores ever go out of business. Like, if we, and, and, and I've gotten my wife into it, and I'm into it, but there's, there's a few left with Friedman's on Broadway by the Ooh. highway oh, and you okay. go in there and it's like a wonderland. It's like when you were a kid, remember uh. when you were at that age where sh- like Air Jordans started to come out and, and shoes were super important yeah. for you. All the different Nikes and the colors. I feel that way now, out. but it's with like sensible footwear. Like, oh, is that, a, that clog looks <laughs> like it's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good support. So I can I gotta check out memory the foam? Yeah. Mm. Ooh, yeah. How high is that arch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, we, I, I took my wife over there, and it was like a candy store. And just to, to hold the shoe in your hand, and like they go. Where's the this back. store? You've never been there. I don't think I've Amber, been. Amber, I gotta a, go. They've done articles about it in the newspaper here. Um, the city pages did us. It's like it's an old mom and pop shoe store on Broadway, right by right by BJ Saloon. You go across yeah. the highway, like right over there, kind of. Huh. Um, and they're all. Have hand- you been there? No, and they're all handmade. No, it's like Nike. <laughs> And Pumas. So regular old shoes, but just well, a little but, mom and pop shop. But they get like they get like the special color combos, yeah. and it's like it's just they make, measure your feet maybe for. They do they got that foot measure or thing? Foot measurer, oh, and okay. they go. I don't know, and they they go in the back. You know, it's like, well, can I try this on a on a, a, a ten and a half? And I'm like, sure. And then they go, dum, dum, dum. you hear them like go downstairs and like <laughs> shuffle around and like come yes. back up. Uh-huh. And like these cool Pumas, you know, I like those retro Pumas, and and it's like it to me, and it's took you know like an hour and my wife tried on like 30 different pairs uh-huh. but it's like this is how it used to be yeah. and now it's so easy to just click on zappos or whatever and that's just like that's the one kind of business i hate like the old the, the mom and pa hardware store and the mom and pa shoe store i never want to say goodbye well, yeah. the shoe store too you because you had to have somebody help you it wasn't you couldn't a hardware store, maybe you could find like, oh, there's the wrench I need, or there's some. Maybe ask a question, but at a shoe store, you like the sizes were not like you had to engage with another human being. <laughs> yeah. There was no getting around it. Yeah, you had to ask someone for your shoe size. That yeah, a good point. And hmm. you know, and the, the, I don't know, I don't know why. No, I'm I want to go to Friedman's. Yeah, let's go. I'll I'll take you tomorrow if you want to go. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I need a new. I, I always need a new sensible. Did you shoe. leave room in your suitcase for? extra pair you know what I did I left room for my letterman's jacket so I don't know because <laughs> I have to bring back because my husband no you're wearing that home. yeah yeah I might well I have my new winter jacket my husband wants is, is so excited for me to bring back my letterman's jacket so I don't have a ton of my, I might leave my winter boots here uh, because fuck that I'm not I wore them here and maybe they'll just live here now I do you know. remember the future farmers of America? You must have had that. Yeah, they still have. I mean, they they have their whole. They like live on uh, the state fairgrounds during the state fair. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Did okay. you have them at your high school? Yeah, yeah, but I I didn't participate. But it was pretty small. Yeah. Even though in Fargo it was more probably in rural or urban area. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. Have, you didn't have FFA. It's like future, not in St. Paul. I don't think. I no. mean, it is really. It's like a young farmers yeah. club in high school, and you know they have, and, and they but they had the coolest jackets, like like red, blue. Uh, oh yeah, blue, they were uh, like the shiny. Blur, uh, no, uh, oh, corduroy. Uh, corduroy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. He's like big gold. I mean, it was a spicy hot jacket. <laughs> so somebody found one. 
Somebody from my high school was shopping at a clothing boutique in um, Silver Lake or uh, Echo Park or something, and they found one at a vintage store, and I think it was like $200. Wow. Or what? And they recognized the value. It's oh, yeah. a nominee. <gasps> and I was like, oh. And I, I tried to track them down and buy it, and I was like, I couldn't. Oh, couldn't. that 200 wouldn't be too much for you? No. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, and then the back has like that seal yeah. that looks like, it almost looks like a union. Yeah. yeah. It's like a that union is That is pretty special. Oh, did you just pull it up on your yeah, yeah. phone? Um, okay, the fun looking, thing is, I will say, yep. shopping like you know, where I live in LA, Echo Park, Silver Lake, there are some thrift stores, but you can always, almost always find either like Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Twins. I always find NDSU gear as well, just a random NDSU T-shirt for like a dollar, yeah. and I giggle because you know yeah. Fargo loses their fucking mind over anything, like anything bison related, right? It's like vintage, especially vintage, or just like you just find like I bought Peter a pair of Minnesota Wild sweatpants for like two dollars, oh. like. You know, I I have a vintage uh, twin sweatshirt, uh, '87 World Series champs uh, sweatshirt, that pristine condition that was like you know ten bucks yeah. at a thrift store. Um, so yeah, that's my other job. When I get done with comedy, I'm making my own Etsy vintage clothing store with starting with my Detroit Lions uh, <laughs> Letterman's, Letterman's jacket. jacket. What do you mean? Selling your stuff? Yeah, <laughs> starter you jackets and all that stuff. I think, I just, and then you could just take your wife's, like slowly take your wife's stuff and she wouldn't know. Um, yeah, I, once a year it. take yeah. 10 items <laughs> from my wife. Uh-huh. I don't, there's no money in that stuff though. Yeah. It's just a hobby. No, no. Now, no. We're living in the what is it, Marie Kondo uh, age. <laughs> so it is the golden age of thrift stores. You guys, get yes, it. people are giving away good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. People's joy has not been talked. Okay, just a quick update. Uh, eBay, we've got some uh, FFA jackets in the forty dollar price range. Whoa. Oh, we got some eighty dollar ones. Sizes. Um, the thirty dollars size thirty four. I don't know what that means. That's a small person. That's a tiny person, maybe. Men's small, That's medium. Size. And then like this one's Arizona. You don't want that one. So I'm I'm, I'm on the case. I'm on the case, Tim. Pretty Connecticut. Cool, you see something. Okay. I'm on Tim, uh, I'm, uh, you just brought, and you just reminded me of something I wanted to bring up uh, this week because you brought up eBay. <clears throat> um, do you, the, you're familiar with the secret, not so secret, stadium sauce? The famous what? stadium sauce from County, formerly County Stadium, now Ooh, Miller Park no. Brewers? Uh-uh. No. You're not? No. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tell us more. Well, then don't I don't tease know. I'm me not like sure that. I can go on. No, they have this... Um, I used to go on these ba- these trips, these ballpark tours trips. Sure. Where we'd go to like Chicago and yeah. Detroit. Detroit, how yeah. I went to Tiger Stadium yep. without a cool jacket like yours. Uh, but the first time I went to County Stadium in Milwaukee, uh, I don't know, years ago, when it was still open, everyone that was on this trip that had been there previously talked about how great this stadium sauce is. Yeah. That you get on like an Italian sausage or a, br- or a bratwurst yeah. or, or such. It's a brown uh, mustard mix oh, of something. Okay, so... <laughs> It's really good. And people that went on this trip would, would try to sweet talk employees at the stadium to like sell them a container of it to bring yeah. it home. Because back then you couldn't. So it was just like the bulk that was in like the stand. Completely. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. People would be like, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks. You walk one of those out the side here. And they'd yeah. leave wow. with it. Like it would work. Now they sell it in stores, not in Minnesota, but like over throughout Wisconsin. I've read online that they have it in stores. But they also sell it like on Amazon and on eBay. Yeah. Wow. So I, the other night, I don't even know why 
this came to my attention just recently. Uh, so then I was doing my own little research, little rabbit hole of stadium sauce. I found out <laughs> that the guy who created it was a former uh, vendor, like I am, at the stadiums here. He was a vendor at County Stadium. And supposedly, they were running short of ketchup once, and he decided to mix what was left of barbecue sauce, ketchup, and a little bit of mustard, and that's what it is, apparently. Wow. However, there's one more thing in this weird story. The guy who invented it is now one of the big shots of the concessions company that I work for at Target Field. And remember when the famous Wally the Beer Man yeah. got caught Scandal. selling yeah. to an underage person? Yeah. They did a uh, sting. sting. They did a sting. He, yeah, super bummer. I he, supported Wally. Bummer. Yeah, he got busted. He got laid off. Well, later, I worked there at that time. Uh, I wasn't there that game. But uh, later that season, they had some big shots from the company come through and, like, see what was going on to make sure we weren't breaking rules anymore. And one of the guys was the guy that invented the sauce, and he was walking by me at the exact same time I was selling a beer to my fr a friend of mine. I didn't check his ID. This guy saw it and goes, what, did you just forget to check that person's ID? I go, yeah, it's one of my best friends. I don't give a fuck if it's your mother. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, that's wow. a, so the secret sauce is spicy. <laughs> so that's my completely strange How did connection. You know he was the guy because I the other day when I looked up the, when I went down this rabbit hole, his and picture was there. Gotcha. And I'll never that. forget the face of this guy that uh, screamed at me in the hallway. So do you think you'd hate tasting that sauce now? No, oh. I, I'm. It's gonna, that good. I'm going realize? on vacation in, uh, in a day, and when I get back, I'm ordering it because I want to order it while I'm gone. Oh, where are you going? I'm going to Orlando oh. for a family vacation, and to tie this into uh, comedy, we are going to go see Chad Daniels Sunday night at oh, the fun. Orlando He's uh, with David Huntsberger. Yes, which I just Super found fun. out today. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It makes it even better that yeah. I'm going to see David Huntsberger, too. Yeah. Uh, so we, there's my weird connection to the guy who created the stadium sauce wow. that I actually really like. And he may not have said fuck to me, let me just for the record, but, but he, he was, was definitely it was super implied. angry super, yeah. and, was, and was like, and he did say, I don't care if it's your mother. Wow. You card everybody now because wow. we, uh, Yeah, like, like these underage kids can afford a $13 beer <laughs> in the first place. God, I, you know, we went to the Brewer-Dodger uh, game for the playoffs in Los Angeles. That's right. And StubHub popped up a little, you know, alert, $22 tickets or whatever. So so my wife and I bought a couple tickets. Oh, we went to awesome. the game, waited in line, and my wife hadn't been to a game in quite a long time. I said, she goes, you want a beer? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, she texts me and says, do you want the Bloody Mary upgrade? Oh, yeah, so the Michelada upgrade. Yeah, they'll yes. dump it into a thing with a Michelada mm -hmm. thing. So it was 18 for yep. the beer and then 6 for the upgrade. So it was 24 plus tip. So it was about $52 <laughs> for two beers. And yeah. she just, you should have seen the look on her face. Like, you're the mother. <laughs> I can just see her. Wait a minute. Yeah, it was like she what? is shell-shocked. But I never got it. It's like, I get why, the, you know, the beer is expensive at the airport because they have to take it on a truck and go through a security process and get it into the terminal. You know, it's not... But, but in a ballpark, do they not have, like, a garage door that the truck just pulls? Like, do they not have roads that go directly to the baseball stadium? Well, that Dodger they, Stadium is up in a hill there, so it's oh, a yeah, it's yeah, a, you no, got to that, you they have, to have a team tax. of horses yeah. pull it up the hill. And like, yeah. it, it affects gas mileage, there's no doubt. Yeah. God, it's, yeah. it's such a... I'm sorry. That's why I stopped. But those garlic fries. They have garlic fries at Dodger yeah. Stadium that are... It's just fries Stinky. with maybe six cloves, cloves of garlic yep. chopped up. Oh, boy. Uh, not, no exaggeration. It is 
a dream. Uh, yeah. Not for the people next to you uh, or around <laughs> you for the next three days, but it is though. so spicy. Yeah. Much like an FFA jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and there we and close. <laughs> when you searched eBay, Amber, yeah. did you put the word spicy in before the jacket? <laughs> it just popped up. Oh. You know, you want to do you title jacket. these episodes of the podcast? Do you have like a, a title, banner title for it? Okay. No, but I can if you get well, a good one. Uh, going down the secret sauce rabbit hole. Yeah. That was what you <laughs> said. You, those words. You know what? Uh, it's funny. Those are my. That's my keyword search on RedTube. Is uh, <laughs> going down rabbit. the secret sauce rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Sometimes rabbit I put hole. in rabbit hole. Sometimes I just put on secret sauce. <laughs> you know, very different outcomes. The thing though about RedTube, you guys know, is you put in one keyword search, and then it kind of knows what yeah. you're after, and then uh, then it just you don't even have to yeah. think. It just shows you what you want, bang, bang, even boom, if you don't think you, you want it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Two and a half minutes, you're exactly, done. Exactly. Exactly. Well, shoot, it takes me two and a half minutes to find a good clip. Come on. Stadium. Netflix and RedTube. I spent half, spent half my time lurking, you I'm know? A, I'm a front page guy. Okay. <laughs> Just See, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't like the front page because I know at any given moment, how many other people are watching those front page videos? I, I dig deep for some classics. I want to know that nobody else is enjoying my art while I'm enjoying it. Do you trust it. other people's ratings? No. no. I, don't, I don't go by those ratings. Because it's always some, if somebody's taking that much time to do some rating, no. No, thank you, please. Views. I might trust some view counts. I might, I might. You know what they really need is a, not the view count, not the ratings, but like how long somebody watched it. There's a 10 minute video average length, one and a half. Right, right, right. Like, okay. Or like, how much am I going to have to scroll through to get to the yeah. good stuff? Like, yeah. like, oh, you know, because they all start the same. You're like, nobody's having fun. Nobody's having fun. We're supposed to think they're having fun. They're not. And then maybe fun happens. Right. But I've said too much. Have oh, you? No, we're not enough. <laughs> it's just you got to be careful. There's abbreviations. Like, do you put ride in or riding? You know what I mean? Like, you got to really know what you're, <laughs> you're after. Yeah. Did you two hear about this? You're both married. I'm married. Yes. You weren't married the last time you were here. No, no, no. I got married in April. I'm still a newlywed. Married in April. Just last year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, then you. you. Congratulations are in order still. Thank you. We still like each other. Well, let's see uh, what you think about this thing. Uh oh. Uh, there's a new invention. It lets uh, you press a button to tell your partner you're in the mood for uh, the relations. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you don't want to have, if you, you ask your partner to have sex uh, as often as you want, be hate getting rejected. There's a Kickstarter now for a thing called Love Sync. You each have a button, basically. Yeah, I have a button. You, <laughs> not that button. <laughs> yeah. Uh, push it. Push it, babe. Rabbit hole. <laughs> what like? But it's like on your. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Push it. But you're um, ready for him to push the button. There, it's an app like on your phone, or it's an actual outside physical device. I'm curious let about me, the. Let me keep reading. The, um... uh, uh, there's a Kickstarter going on right now for the Love Sync, which is a pair of buttons. Okay. Uh, one for you, one for uh, your partner, your husband. One for you, one for your husband, Amber. Okay. If you're supposed to press your button whenever you're in the mood to get it on, if your partner has also pushed their button, then your button button starts glowing green. Oh. And you know you're both in the mood. But if they haven't pushed theirs, then you know they're not. And since they won't know you pressed your button, it's not like they're rejecting you. Oh. They just happen to be not in the mood at that moment. So this is for uh. couples that have really bad communication and, and get you their do feelings it from hurt. Separate rooms. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. or if you're on your way from home from work and you're like, "Hey, babe, we want to get those engines revved up. Now. Start the oven. Yeah. Papa's coming home. Get the preheat I that guess. oven. To... 
Is that uh, your code? Start the, start the oven. Rev those Pre- get the Pre- DiGiorno the ready yeah. for the oven. Oh, take the chicken out of the freezer. Get it, get it thawed out, babe. I feel like the, like one spouse, and not to generalize men or women or whatever, but I feel like at least one person in these marriages that have like only one button is needed. Like the other, it's just yeah. you know what I mean. Like there's always going to be one person that's like, huh? Yeah, somebody's like. Is this on? Yeah, yeah. Like the Staples office button. Yeah, the easy button. <laughs> what is not ready, Alex? <laughs> I mean, it seems like there could be an app for that. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know that I would but donate to that is, Kickstarter. This goes straight to my theory that everything is just revolving to your phone, like yeah. the shoe store and the the booking your plane tickets and the what were we talking about out there? The the um, something we were talking with Lewis about something old school. Oh, I yeah. forget what it was. Newspapers or something. New- I don't know. Well, even yeah. like the ticket stubs. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. ticket stubs. Yeah, it's like, and it's, it, I get why. I mean, it's obviously, it's the easiest, most convenient way to do it. But I just am not adjusting at that pace. So any app. Oh, Bite Squat. We were talking about getting food Bite delivery. Squat, yeah. And you don't like it. You like to actually call so the restaurant. Call the restaurant and yeah. order. There's so, the old thing you do. Because I, like, yeah. I can just say, are you sure you're going to put wasabi in there? Yeah. Are you sure you're going to put enough wasabi? Do you, you know, like talking just... on the phone outside of business transactions? Like, do you like calling up a Good. buddy? Question. Do you like call up Wilson or you yeah, chat or you yeah, know whatever and you and you, you talk? It. Yep. I text uh, text a lot, but I still love Did you like it in high school? Talking? Yeah, on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean like I even at a young age when I was like the teenage girl was supposed to be gabbing on the phone like oh my god all the time hated it really? with the pa- so I don't wow. feel so bad that I hate it now cuz I never huh. Liked it. So this whole texting culture is oh, sort of a right refresher. Thank God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You do. You, are you same? Yeah, yeah. I and it's it sucks because I'll even th- and I. If any of um, people will know who they are, the ones that I should be calling yeah. and talking to, I, it's it's not fair to them. Yeah. I know it's not fair to them. But I, the thing that goes through my head is, how am I going to end this when I'm ready? How am I going to end this? <laughs> I don't want to be a jerk. How yeah. am I going to end this? I don't want to be on the phone for two hours. I do want to communicate with this person. How am I going to end uh, right. How so am I going to end this? Yeah. Or maybe then we, you and I, Justin, who who like to text and use our electronic devices, I guess we need to make an effort to reach. We need a button for those friends. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you want to have lunch? Yeah. Do you want uh-huh. to connect on a human level? Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I, that would come in handy. Yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah. Because I do. That do. I, it's one of my faults. I yeah. wish I was better at that. But I do. I just like. Oh, how am I gonna? I want this to be two minutes, and I fear it's gonna go twenty. Yeah. I just don't yeah. want to. Yeah. Well, there to. is a thing in Minnesota where you can't say goodbye. Oh, the Minnesota goodbyes. Yeah. yeah. To me, it's really one of the most aggravating things. Uh huh. And you know, and when you're in comedy, and you, you want to. Talk to people after your show. You're grateful they came out, but sometimes you just get kind of trapped, and you have to just know how to pull yourself away. And, yeah. And my, my wife and I have a code word. It's called pizza. Well, I shouldn't give out the code. Yeah, word. So you gotta get a new code word. Uh, you gotta get a new code word. Yeah. It'll change, but it was pizza. So if I came up to my, my, if I knew my wife was trapped in a conversation she couldn't get out of or was having a hard time saying goodbye, I'd say, "Honey, the pizza's ready," or the, "They delivered the pizza. I just ordered the pizza." Anything pizza the chicken's thawing no <laughs> <laughs> that's good because you both of you uh, are very nice and chat with people
people, and I, having been on the road with your wife more than you, I can say she will chat forever. With, forever. Yeah. And then what happens is, as her sassy opener sometimes, um, yeah. I get the runoff. I get the Mary Mac fan runoff. <laughs> I get the sloppy seconds. I get the person <laughs> waiting in the wings to talk to her. And so I'm trapped by yeah. the So she's talking you're, to fan number one. I'm trapped with fan two and three. Fan two yeah. and three. And yeah. ju- I'm stuck trying to get her out of there. And then, and then finally she's done talking to that guy. And then I get roped into talking to the guy I've already been talking to for 20 minutes because I'm trying to get her out of there. Uh, yeah, yay. I got do, you have, yeah. do you save special material just for that? <laughs> Maybe. Just start you, should, you guys should have your own code word. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. I just start leaving yeah. shows and, and events and stuff because it is... Uh, it's hard. Yeah, you're just chatting, and then oh, we gotta make plans, and oh, and that, and nope. Yeah. Good to see you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I really, I do. You just, uh, where that's in Minnesota thing, or what Midwestern thing, where you're just, you're, you don't know how to say goodbye. Well, every we think we perceive everything as being so rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Like even like asking somebody a new friend like over for dinner, <laughs> or like you know like this is closed off Midwestern skin. Scandinavian passive aggressive like I, there, there's something that I used to do I've, I feel like I've gotten better at that I'm like well that's just so rude and they're like no actually it's the opposite yeah. being more direct is turns yeah. out a pretty good thing what do you guys do in this situation yeah. or maybe you've never had you've had to have had been in the situation you you have some sort of relationship with someone over like a year maybe even two years you don't know their name. Oh, you yeah. knew it the first day. I have don't, several of those right since. now. Yeah. yeah. What do you, they made do you, Facebook for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but then now I just had this case. I just met this couple, um, and we've become kind of buddies. We haven't hung out yet, but it's always like, oh, we should get together sometime. And we found... The husband found me on Facebook because it turns out they know comedy people or on Instagram. And then I found his wife, but her Instagram name is like a funny kind of a play on words. And I'm like, motherfucker. Like his name is in his name, but her yeah. name is a, like a and you funny scroll thing. Scroll through the comments. So I'm trying to, to find <laughs> what her name is because now it's way too, like in my phone, she's yeah. like Coco's mom or something. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, God dang it. I can't. So I keep, I'm saying we got to go on a double date. So that my husband can just like this yeah. right out of the gate. Hi, I'm Hi, Peter. I'm Peter. Yeah. What's what's your name again? Right. Or he's always I, we'll go somewhere and I'm like, babe, I know for sure I don't. I'm 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 second guessing myself. I don't know their names. He's like, okay, well we'll do the thing. You got to just like. And I was like, no, I'm telling you now. We have failed at this, and I get so mad. <laughs> this is where we need the button for this chicken thong. I'll get so mad because he's like, well you didn't you didn't do the thing where you go. This is my husband Peter, and I'm like. I can't start to introduce you if I don't have an answer for the name. Yeah. So you need, I'm telling you now, before we get out of the car, the second we step foot in there, you introduce yourself, yourself. Yes. and yeah. get the name because mm-hmm. I'm not going to yeah. do it. He's like, no, but I won't know that you don't know the name if you don't do it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've, you know what I've done recently in like, especially in comedy when you, you know, you go away for a year and you come back to a club or, you know, and you, you, you just can't remember everyone's name. Even people people that I know know who I am or whatever I just say I'm Tim Hart hey it's Tim Harmston because I, I just I, it happens to me so yeah. much where people come up to me and be like you remember me and yeah. I'm like I don't I'm yeah. sorry that is probably the best policy as I was just, just like just like you know what I am so sorry I can't remember even someone yeah. as familiar as Justin or 
or uh, you know, even at KQ, you know, they yeah. all know who I am. I just go, oh, I'm Tim Harms, you know, and just to get that yeah. out of the way. And they're and if they say, oh, of course we know who you are, then yeah. what's the big right. risk, you know? But yeah, there is. That. I'm so conscious yeah. of names. I feel like that too because I'll get like sassy new glasses or yeah. bangs, and I'm like, or, oh, no one recognizes me. And like, well, I'll so gain what? 28 right, pounds right, right, right. from one year to the next. <laughs> 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 Will we recognize Tim when he starts wearing his letter jacket? Oh, <laughs> I can't boy. fit into it. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's the question. It's so sharp and spicy. <laughs> I'm going to find you an FFA jacket. Spicy. Yeah, it's going to be good. I, let's see. I, did you guys see that Peter Tork died, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. The monkey? Yeah. Hey, I like somebody monkeys. else died recently, or like yesterday. And Carl Lagerfeld. Carl Lagerfeld. Mm. Lagerfeld. Nah. So yeah. I texted Tim about this yesterday, and we don't have a ton of time to. But I want to. Gary Gallman's been doing those writing yeah. tips on Twitter. Yeah. Can we go over just sure. a couple of those yeah. and get your opinion on some of these? Yeah. Uh, I've been, I've been considering bringing this stuff up for weeks now on the podcast, and I haven't. I really want to before he's done doing these, which I could come any day now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start off with this. This is the most basic one. And get uh, record every set. Pete says to record every set. Do you record every set, both of you? Yes. That yeah, but the the real pro- trick is listening to them. I never listen. Uh, to I've it. gotten better about listening to them. Uh, yeah. But I think that's another tip: is to record it and then write it down and listen yeah. because, or you know, just listen and you might find things you didn't hear, whatever. But yeah, that's I've I've been getting better about yeah. it. Did you figure out doing that on your own? Did someone else tell you to do that? I think that's a, like advice. I've heard that before, and people like you know. It's one of those things where you know, so especially easy to in know. the today's technology, yeah. it's there's no excuse not to. Yeah, yeah and I, I'm in fact when I see a comic that doesn't at least have their phone recording, I'm, I'm always surprised because I was like, well, what if you, what if you say something amazing or the order of one of your new jokes is perfect? How are you going to recall that or remember that? And so I, I record. I used, to, I used to videotape when I was uh, more sure of my looks and youth and vitality I used to record myself physically with a video camera you, yeah you were always really I do remember but I uh, would you I stopped that when I hit a certain age I stopped where I couldn't watch myself I get like that the opposite like not like that I'm younger or feeling sassier but vanity reasons I'll tape to see how that outfit looks and I'm like well I can't have that floating around because especially in LA they take pictures at every yeah. single show they're yeah, last, which is true. maybe good like yeah. then it looks like you're busy and you're doing things yeah. and but you know I'm like that was what am I wearing what's yeah. happening there but Prince used to say uh, when he would go out and do he'd do little some bar shows or go down to bunkers or whatever and he used to just he used to have his band in tip top shape every single show no matter if it was a tiny venue or a stadium or whatever and he would dress to the the way he wanted he never showed up in sweatpants ever because he knew that there were, he's Prince wherever he goes people will be filming him and there will always be photos so he was always tip top and comedians are like you know I'm like Ugh, well, there's I? something to be said I mean you think of like the Ryan Stouts and the Paul of Tompkins and it's not that like yeah, true. I don't think they're funny because they're wearing a suit but I'm always yeah. like I would be so alarmed and shocked if I like I feel like yeah. I saw Ryan did a show of, like Punch Out Punch Out or something and not, <laughs> but it, like what it was like a suit and he looked nice but it like there was not a tie and I was like <gasps> 
what? Is everything okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that uh, is that is great. Yeah, so I think recorded. I'm trying to find. Oh, uh, if I may, uh, along these lines of like all like giving your best at a show. Did you see this Augie Smith tweet? Yeah. Uh, this you know do you know Augie Smith? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. Great comic. Mm-hmm. Um, a joy to see live. It is unlike. It is the energy is so insanely intensely. Intense. Weird, intense, but positive. He's great. Uh, so this was a tweet the other day. Uh, five paying customers at the Late Show. During my set, the waitress quit, and then her husband came in and had a loud confrontation with the owner about 20 feet from the stage. I did an hour like it was a full house. One of the five gave me a $100 tip. Fuck you. I am comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that. wow, that's a pro when you can yeah. like, really yeah. give it to the yeah. people. So record your sets. Give it your all. Is the lesson of yeah. this tip? Absolutely. Yeah. How about this one? You can learn by watching other comics on your show. Mm-hmm. How often are you watching the other comics on your show? I like to watch, and that drives me nuts about open mics. I try to stay for at least a couple comics, especially in LA and here too, wherever. Like a lot of open mics are only comics, so it's the only audience, or it's just a handful of real people. But um, I feel like my brain's working, even if I think of a tag for someone else. My create that's like oh my creative juices are flowing or that makes yeah. me think of something else that I might have an idea of so I I just if nothing else be a little supportive and I like I like especially at Acme I, chances are I'm working with somebody I really enjoy as a person and a comic so of course yeah I'm gonna watch I want in L A I watch other comics to either feel good or bad about myself. <laughs> Like when I watch Maria Bamford, I always feel bad about myself. Like, Doesn't most everybody though? Yeah, I'm like oh, I've I mean, got so far to go. But yeah. sometimes I'll I'll stick around for a first, you know, a really young open mic and see first timers go. I'm like I've gone, I've gotten. Look how far I've come. Look I've come. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I do think you always. I mean, when I first started here, I would come and watch shows all the time and to learn how to do this. Oh yeah, and I remember first starting coming. Um, I thought I was so smart because I would come. Like, like on Tuesday and Wednesday when the yeah. was half full, and I was like, I'm really picking up some like good wisdom here because look at how they're handling this small crowd. Yeah. Like I thought it was so smart. For, I mean, it was smart, but it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> they're not going to let you in for free on the sold out yeah. show, you idiot. Well, you I will say Tuesday. it wasn't. You know, there wasn't the biggest crowd last yeah. night. The weather kept some people away. I was here, had a great time. Uh, but you know, the vibe is different when it's, the, it's not full. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something stood out to me, and what your wife said to me, Tim, about how because of that. That you were a little more loosey goosey than normal. Yeah, yeah. I've, I have to. I forced myself to do. Like I was shifting between material and trying new stories, and so I, I really have. To, I kept telling myself, "Don't feel like you have to do polished jokes. Just do stories and have fun." Because this is like. I think it's like a kindergarten class. Not the audience. Not. But it's like where you you sit down and you tell a story and people listen. Where, versus they can tell when you're doing a bit. Don't you yeah. feel like that? Well, yeah, and like there was that point when you were engaging with that guy that clearly wanted attention and was kind of trying yeah. to mess with you yeah. with the horse guy. Like he kept dragging, like, dragging the, horse. the horse or whatever. But um, I feel like like a, like a Friday or late, it would have been like, okay, sir, shut up. Or like you would have yeah. like, tried to give him the, like he really, he just wanted a little attention. 
question, but yeah. that ended up being really funny and great. And how you were like relaxed and having fun. And yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it was great. It was fun. Yeah. See so you having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. That's why I mean, I honestly love the week at Acme because you'll get everything in between. You, you know, you may not get all sold out shows, but you'll get a, a you know a forty person crowd, a ninety person mm-hmm. crowd, a three hundred person crowd, and it sort of just sort of gives you a couple of different layers of you know experience. I want to mention <clears throat> a few more of these, but. I do. If I leave here and we don't chat just for at least a minute about Blondie, who was in the sitting here oh. last night, yeah, I just need to acknowledge that I, I'm, my wife and I left here last night, and you guys left here last night, having seen a woman that admitted to this group mm-hmm. that she, what did she say? She, she only drinks coffee on, on the, the weekends, weekends. <laughs> because for fear of having to poop in public. Fucking a, that is a psychotic. Me. No, I get it. Like I, I was, I was joking about being able to feel comfortable pooping in public. It was disgusting. Ten minutes of everyone's lives that was in this room. But yeah, this woman, she was one of those. Chairs. She really wanted to be the center of the tension, smaller audience. Yeah. She's right up front, so she got to be yeah. for more than she deserved. More. But uh, yeah, and then she was. Just just like I also feel bad like her life must be you know she's she's con married her whole house like she sparked joy her house is very organized her life is very Before organized Before we all I don't know what Marie date Condi, I was not going to give them the satisfaction of knowing what to, asking them about what date they were on yeah. like if they were in a relationship but that definitely she has a plan of when that man is going to propose she has the ring yep. picked out um, yep. and she doesn't poop in public and never will and can you imagine only having so you like coffee at that yes. point why just not don't drink coffee then like she allows herself coffee yeah. on the weekends she probably oh. uh, poops in a little tiny box <laughs> and then wraps it in it's like paper, kitty litter puts a, puts a, puts a bow around yeah. it and then mails it to the Come on, sewer just let department it, let it let it happen <laughs> I, coll- I collected this for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh my it's like gosh. that Phil Hartman sketch, the <laughs> anal retentive shit. <laughs> it's cold. It comes out in a hard one, perfectly low. Yeah. One perfect. Yeah. It's oh yeah. Cold. Like a box of C's candies. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Let's edit oh, that. She's out. the number one fan of the podcast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, she was fine, but yeah, but I worry about her health. Yeah. I that I just I love coffee. Yeah. And that self control No. In the that fear that she has of pooping anywhere other than her house. Yeah. I just can't I And let's be honest, if it's coffee that's doing it, it's it's gonna be quick. It's gonna be you're gonna be in and out of that public true. bathroom. Well, yeah, and pretty it's quick. It's unpredictable. Yeah. You know, like that's the thing with normal people, it's like, whoops, gotta go. You know, it's like you can't just say, well, on the weekends, you know, yeah. you <laughs> Oh yeah. I'd love to know what else there's is she has scheduled like yeah. to the I want to. I want to look into that. Uh, her little book. Her little book. Yeah, she's definitely got. A, she's got a day planner. Mm-hmm. Day yeah. planner. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. Enough. Enough of that. I. I, I couldn't leave her without mentioning yeah. that because that just. Yeah. That was intense. That was intense. You don't get that everywhere. No. I want. And well, actually, one final thing. Do you think he knew about that stuff, or do you think he was learning about that for the first time? He might be had hints of it, and and maybe that's something he, he likes about her is how organized he might have and a like. Whiff. Um, <laughs> um, she was pretty proud of it, so too. Like, oh, she yeah. openly, like, not just like, I want attention at the show, but like, he probably knows because she probably takes great pride. Because also, when I was like, Are you, I said something about, asked her if she was single, and she like made a big show of it and was like, I'm very single, and like put her hands up. Yes. Like, 
Oh, actually, right. I wrote that in my little notes I was yeah. taking. Yeah, she wrote, I'm single. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I just meant I'm not married. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But it was like quite oh. the production. Like, she was very happy they were sitting in the front row. And he yeah. didn't look like annoyed or like, he was just like, it is what it is. Do you so. think that's on her dating profile? I'm I'm super single and I poop Thursday at 4 p.m., <laughs> Sunday at noon, yeah. and twice on yeah. Mondays. Like, yeah. the, and that's it. <laughs> I save them all for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you want more. All right. We're going to go through a couple of these and then yeah. I'll cut you guys loose here. Right? <clears throat> this one really stood out for me, uh, especially as someone who's not a comedian, doesn't perform like that or anything. But I, this one makes so much sense to me. And Gary Gullman said, I write for 21-year-old me. Think about your ideal audience member and write to them. Ooh. Wow. I guess you'd have to know what your idea. <laughs> I don't okay, think twenty-one-year-olds so are my idea. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's an interesting. I feel like I, I don't know if it was Gary or I saw somebody else giving the advice that I like a, li- a similar vibe, but a little better. That was more about speaking to your truth and yeah. what would you want to hear someone talking about, and if that's yeah. pooping in plumbi- public or the, I don't know whatever it is, maybe writing more. What What do you wish you were hearing? Okay. The look on Tim's face, you look like you've never really thought about that much. Well, I feel like you grow. I mean, you don't, you start comedy when you're 30, like I did, and then now I'm a little bit, a lot older. (laughs) And I feel like now my audience member is different. Like it used to be aimed towards a college audience. You know, I would do a couple colleges, but then I outgrew that. And now, honestly, like my ideal audience sometimes is like a grandpa or a grandma or, you know, I don't know if you ever feel that way, but like, like some of the biggest crush crushing shows that I do are for elderly people yeah. and it's and I it always I drive home from those shows and I think what did I how did I do that like am I hmm. am I closer to them now than mm-hmm. I am the 30 year old date night tinder audience yeah, or whatever. I think when we're first when you first get your a good feature set together and you you think you're ready to headline you see the dollar signs of colleges <laughs> you hear this mythical world of you're like what is that Pete Lee doing I'm gonna do that I wanna do colleges oh, that sounds year. amazing a thousand dollars and I just have to perform at lunchtime next to a microwave like so you have I feel like there's this like 20 minutes of yeah. a couple years in a stand-up where you're like oh, i should write college material yeah but yeah. i also started later in life just like i yeah i don't maybe i guess if i knew exactly who my maybe it's the 21 year old that's like brushing me up like what i'm not gonna write for 21 year olds but they also i don't know they come to yeah. shows too but you could but, also argue that the gap between generations is is like you know it used to be the generation was 20 to 30 30 to 50 or now i feel like the difference between a 21 year old and a 24 year old is pretty hmm. it's wide don't you yeah. feel it like yeah like the difference between a 21 year old and a 40 year old is like four lifetimes basically yeah. that's how i feel about our culture in general but i like that tip back to the original point of it could be a good if nothing else a good writing exercise of like okay yeah um right because if i know like it's a corporate or oh shoot this tonight's half the crowd is um a high school fundraiser yeah or whatever or like i volunteer in la with this um stand up with comedy it's we teach stand up to sixth and seventh graders and we do a big fundraising show every year so it's a regular audience at the improv in hollywood but then there's a handful of teachers and principals and the parents of the seventh graders so it's real people and then those eight people that I'm like, oh, okay, well, I want everybody to laugh. I don't want to compromise yeah. my set in any way, but I, w- I do want to lean a little bit 
towards cleaner or like I have to go to this school on Tuesday and present as a teacher so I don't need to look the principal in the eye after I'm like do you poop in public like you know that kind of but it could be a good writing exercise I guess right trying to say yeah I think so yeah I don't know right, one more here and that'll be it for this Uh, this is you know along the writing and I'm I am curious for for both of you Um, and he suggests change the way you write from like uh, if you if you just do it on your laptop start writing it out if you're using a small notepad go to a big notepad like just switch things yeah. up oh, get yeah, your I juices think flowing yeah what do you what is your both of you what is your normal Ugh. writing I write pen pen on paper I'm very particular about which I think is more of a, a resistance uh, procrastination technique actually of like I gotta find the perfect pen yeah. and I really like this one juicy pen and I really like this notebook uh, if I'm writing it down for real it's gotta be this notebook because it doesn't have the lines and if wow. it's just somebody, you know what I mean like yep. there's but she I even am, makes a point wow. about using paper that doesn't have lines but oh I don't like lines I can't stand them yeah. I, I feel oh, too trapped but then I I feel like sometimes actually sitting down and typing out is a very different feel so that could be I should do that more often are you the one that writes it all out and then st- crosses out words I used to do that on my computer where I, when I was writing more setup punchline I would write a setup punchline and then just see how many words you could edit out on the laptop you know to, and that's you know but the more I mean to be honest the more I do in my notebook now I just write large broad statements and then I go on stage and try to make them into reality and then I listen to it on my phone and then I can find the best parts of it and then kind of cram So you think you now you you write on stage more than you do yeah, when you first started? Yeah, I think it's only because the older I've gotten I don't know if you I'd be curious to see if you feel like this you know, you're more confident you're not yep. nervous when you go on and so you have this because when I, when you when you start you're nervous That's and so you want to have a prepared thing to to you know have a have a foundation for the thing but then when you're like get older you're like i know this idea is funny i'm just gonna go out and talk about it and Mm -hmm. see if it's funny and you don't worry about if it's not funny i won't be able to recover my set is over if i tank a joke or they'll they'll be on to me yeah yeah yeah, you're nervous you haven't found any sort of voice or you think you have yeah uh but it's really like this false character i don't know whereas yeah now i'm like oh this this is not doesn't have an ending. Yeah, but that's all right because yeah, I know I they'll trust me. Last night, I think I had two or three stories that just sort of there were some funny parts in the middle, but yes. I just couldn't figure out an ending. And so on the drive home, my wife was like, "Yeah, that story about being on the train and stuff." She's like, "We just got to find a better ending for it." And I was like, "You're right. I just today I'll sit down at the coffee shop and squeeze my head like a lemon and see yeah. if I can no, get I know an that, yeah. ending to it." I can remember the ones you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I like You're that. Advice of just it, it's just a good mixing up, uh, yeah. Is a, what you're doing, so I like that. I don't know if there's any comedian that's the day one that they started, they used a pen and a notepad and they stuck with that method for all their years. Like mm-hmm. you see those, that Joan Rivers documentary mm-hmm. and she has those file cabinets yeah. full of like note, note cards with jokes on them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that shit, that shit blows my Didn't mind. Didn't Chuck do that? He had his jokes like meticulously yeah, like written on note cards. Library of yeah. Congress, uh, you know, like file things. Do we decimal system? Yeah. Decimal she, I mean, yeah, could pull out a drawer and pull up a little recipe card with a yeah. joke on it wild that blew my mind wow. I, yeah yeah anyway well i'm gonna cut you guys loose i've, yeah. I've taken up enough of your time thank you thank go you. outside and play in the snow 
Uh, until you have to be here tonight. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but thanks for having me. Sorry, yeah. thanks for letting me be the third wheel. For sure. So, um, just one final thing, you guys. Uh, if people listen to this the day it uh, it pops, it drops, whatever we call it. Uh, Thursday, that's today. They got a show tonight. Friday, two shows. Saturday, Saturday, two shows. early show is sold out, so you can't get those tickets. Sweet. Yeah. Go down the, the secret sauce rabbit hole at <laughs> timharmston.com. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, that's good. Amber, are you, uh, how active are you on social media these days? Oh, yeah, no, I do. I do the more the Instagram than anything. Preston Party. Uh, because Pre- amberpreston.com was a webcam girl for the longest time. Uh, so everything when I signed up was Preston Party because Amber Preston was a webcam girl. She's given it up now? She's, given, she's retired. No, Long ago, mean, she retired. I didn't mean anything by that other right. than she's not holding on to that no 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 I finally acquired a lot of it but all my social media handles are Preston Party Preston Party yeah perfect thanks guys thank you